0: Welcome back to Slacks, a queer podcast about three London lesbians talking about things that you want to hear about and things that we enjoy talking about. I'm Mallory.
1: I'm Matilda. I'm Dorina. And tonight I have the pleasure of introducing our special guest, Harriet Rose. Hi, Harriet. Yeah. Oh, hi. hi, Harriet. How are you doing? I'm really good. I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited for you to be here. How do we know each other?
2: Um,
3: I came in to do a talk at your work about that's, queer stuff.
1: That's right, and I tried to send you some free shit, and then I found out because you gave me your address that you live near me. This sounds really creepy. That's, that's creepy. Really oh, I I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm going to finish that <laughs> sentence. She friend creeped me. I friend. Well, we were. Yeah. Fr- I feel like we were friend creeping I think each we did. other. Friend
3: creep. No, we friend creeped
1: yeah. the hell we, out of each other. We friend other. creeped each other because I was like, "Oh, you live in Walthamstow." You were like, "Yeah, I live in Walthamstow," and you were like, "Let's meet up for a drink." And I was like, "Yeah." And then we did. <laughs> and we actually became friends. Like, who knew that actually would have happened? And how many
0: years ago was this?
1: Literally six months <laughs> ago. <Yeah>.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but in that
3: time, I've probably seen her more than I've seen most of my best mates. Really? So, yeah. Amazing. We hang out a lot.
1: That's true, actually. Well, well, yeah. Dana
3: helps me with relationship advice all the time.
1: I Great. mean, I am useful in some respects. But I was actually telling Francesca today, yeah. um, Mallory's wife, when we met for coffee, I was telling her about you and how you were coming on the podcast tonight, and I was like, yeah, Harriet, like, lives this, like, really exciting, amazing, like, life, and then we just meet up for pints in Stowe, <laughs> and I was like, that's what we do, and we, yeah. like, shoot the shit, and, like, then you go off and live your amazing, exciting life, and I do whatever it is that I do. Punch
2: people. But we... <laughs> yeah.
1: In relation to Pride Boxing, people? thanks,
2: because these,
0: these oh, episodes might be a little bit you, out of... You legally punch people, I legally though. punch people yeah. for
1: Pride Boxing, Prideboxing.co.uk for, for, for charity. Yeah,
0: so anyone who wants to donate, donate at
1: um, it's the Just Giving link and it's on my Instagram. But I have a feeling that by the time this episode goes out, that probably I will but you, have can survived. you can still donate. Post. You can still donate. Yeah, yeah follow me on yeah, Instagram yeah, yeah. at Darina Connolly, and I'll probably leave the Just Giving link up there for about a year, um, while right. I continue banging on about the fact that. By the time people hear this, I will have done an actual boxing match. But we covered that before. Mm -hmm. So I'll move on from that. So, Harriet, what do you do?
3: I am a TV... Well, it's weird because we were just talking about this. It's weird to kind of categorize it. I'm a presenter and a DJ. So I um, present on uh, mostly music-related stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And also I kind of do... If people who are listening remember Darina, Darina... that's you davina mccall um street mate that kind of vibe like i go on the streets and do a lot of like chatting to people public yeah um i'm a bit of a weird presenter like i do i definitely you can put me in any situation and i will literally do anything on camera yeah so what's (laughs) one of like what would
0: you say is one of the most eccentric things you've done on camera
3: oh mate god where do i start uh one of the weirdest first jobs i ever had was going round, which would not happen in this moment right now because of what is going on with the health situation but i went around it was a christmas video where i went round um uh, making people kiss me under mistletoe what? On oh. camera. um lot of old men which was great uh um, was it on the mouth uh no i did one on the mouth i think yeah. <laughs> um yeah ew, exactly um, listen, you'll do anything to get where you want to go. That's true, yeah, actually, enough, which is part right. of my um, next question.
1: Uh, and then a lot of,
3: <laughs> I did a game show recently where I literally dressed up like a frog,
1: like did weird <laughs> shit, rolled on the floor. Is that what that is? Because I've seen that on your Twitter. I think it's like yeah. your pinned tweet on your Twitter. Yeah. And I never asked you about it. It's like so you in you a frog a costume. Host? I was dressed up as a frog.
3: Yeah, basically you just do crazy stuff. So we would have, like, I would go around. It was like literally a game show. Yeah. So me asking questions and the general members of the public... Um, answering them and winning really bizarre prizes. Okay. But in the sort of interims, because it was like a kind of, it was marketed at like American kind of young audiences. I would like dress up and run around (laughs) central London doing weird stuff to people. Okay. Um, I don't really really know how else to put it, to be honest. I love that. Amazing. But I do a lot of stuff that involves me going what you would describe i guess as the extra mile yeah yeah
1: and you did the mtv ema red carpet in november was not it yeah so
3: i hosted the backstage for the emas um i actually did some videos that was held in seville that was like the best weekend of my life because i just love doing i'm so lucky to do what i do because i think it's a very sought after job it takes ages it's really really hard but if you love it it's like the best thing in the world um and I got to host the backstage um of the EMAs, which is incredible. But we also went out into Seville and did loads of videos where I did a lot of rolling on the floor and, <laughs> and classic dressing up um stuff that I usually do. So I can do, you know, get a girl that can do You can both. you can do anything. Yeah, and you great.
1: you also um DJ, yeah. right? Yep. And you host a regular night at Shoreditch House championing female and female-identified DJs.
3: Correct, yeah. So I, it's called um, Harriet Rose's R&B Girls Takeover. Amazing. Um, and it's basically, the, it's spelt G-R-L-S, but it's like it goes out to women um, and anyone who identifies as such. And I basically, when I was coming up as a DJ, I wanted to create a... Pla- uh, at the time, I wanted to, you know, get involved in DJ nights. And mm. there were certain people many people who gave me opportunities that absolutely just didn't have to they did it out of the kindness of their heart when i was like had no reputation and no sort of like evidence to show them that i would be good enough to do it and luckily um proved proved them right and i still work with a lot of them but i wanted to create a platform for other girls yeah. to do that because if you don't pay back what's the point like yeah
0: when did you start getting into djing because i've seen that you've you've pr- performed at some huge events
3: yeah i uh, um i started <laughs> About a year after I became a presenter, because I was like, "Oh, this is going to be great," because it basically it gets you into the rooms with the right right people. Yeah, it's the amount of jobs that I've got from DJing an event. Mm. Like, I think even MTV was related to someone I met when I was doing a DJ set, and um, I I just I was doing an event for a tea company, um, and I uh, got offered at the time what was like an incredible amount of money to present the night. And and they asked me to do a 30-minute DJ set. And I was like, yeah,
1: I can do it, no problem.
3: Um, and so I bought the decks with the money that they yeah. paid me. Yeah. And learned a 30-minute set in two weeks. I think that's amazing. That's entrepreneur. Like you, you're, yeah. you're like, yeah, yeah, I can
0: fucking do it. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to learn it. how to do it.
3: And I'm one of those people. I'm like a complete perfectionist. So I Great. was shitting myself. And, then it, and, and no one even noticed that I wasn't a DJ. And then from that point onwards, because there's a lot of pressure, at the time when I first became a DJ, there was a lot of pressure of of, of girls can't DJ. Right. But the amount of people that I used to go, I used to play clubs, and no, I've never really done the kind of club circuit in the sense of, because there's just no no yeah. money in it, to be totally honest. Okay. Um, and also I, I was more being a DJ for like parties and events. But I used to play like private members clubs and stuff. And the amount of predominantly men, and I'm not saying that that's got anything to do with it. But in my experience, it was predominantly men who came up to me and were like, oh, um, I can't believe that you're a female DJ and you can actually mix. Or, oh, Mm -hmm. "Oh my God, you're a woman. I had one person ask for a picture with me because they'd never seen a female DJ. Really? Oh, my God.
0: I think that's wild. So, would you say that before you agreed to do that DJ gig, that were you, like, especially into music before?
3: Well, it's weird because I've said this to other people who've said, like, I want to become a DJ. I was like, you kind of know when you listen to music mm-hmm. if you're going to be good at DJing. Mm-hmm. Or oh, at least I found that. I used to go to clubs and listen to the beat matching and, and like, I would know if someone was off right. with their DJing. Or, like, yeah. I could hit, hear, like, oh, my God, that's why that works really well with this yeah. song. or yeah. um, Whereas, like um my ex-girlfriend actually used to come a lot with me and she would have no idea if i messed up it's yeah. like mm-hmm. she, her mind just her, right. her what she heard yeah wasn't what i hear yeah in the same way that i think you know you get a graphic designer to look at something that you're looking at as not a graphic designer and they're going to notice things that mm. you're just not going to notice so you've had yeah. no
0: music training you don't play no, an instrument no. so you just are like a natural well i guess so yeah I, but
3: but I, I don't think i could produce music okay it's weird like i think you have to have a passion and i believe that so strongly Mm. i know so many people who go into djing who just have no passion for it which is fine because you make a lot of money you can make a lot of money from it but um for me it's like i literally get so buzzed
1: like crazy buzzed from djing what's your favorite thing about djing because my favorite thing used to be and yes i used to dj but absolutely not on the same level as you i never mastered beat matching and it's like a whole other kettle of fish when the kind of djing that i used to do just to get that out there um but my favorite part of it was like when you know you're just about to like put on like another track and you're like everyone's gonna fucking love (laughs) it and you're like feeling it feeling it and then like it goes and everybody just loses their shit massive like load of adrenaline that was like my favorite bit and then I would be like exhausted for the next two and a half minutes and then I'd have to find another track and then we'd start all over again (laughs) um but that was definitely my favorite bit I hated the technicalities of it I didn't enjoy that at all I used to get like sleepless nights over that
3: oh well I think it's a bit for me it's a bit like riding a bike because um like people always say to me oh do you prep sets and I don't I have an incredibly well-organized music library. I'm sure. So it's all organized in genres and styles, but, like, the genres are my genres, like, that Mm. I've, like, made up in Mm. my head. So they're things like sets that I know, say, for example, like, one of my playlists is, like, it's just, it's just not genres, but it's like, in my mind, they are genres. They're like the genres of sets that I do. Mm-hmm. What's well, um, like a
0: genre name? I'm really curious. Yeah. Well,
3: it's quite embarrassing what my names are. Of this. <laughs> Even better. Um, my main one is called... <laughs> I really don't want to say this. Um, my really? main one is called Sick sick i like <laughs> that it's a catch-all yeah and what does sick entail? Sick entails like so i my passion and my love is r&b and hip-hop so it's okay. 90s noughties but then it within that there's mod. there's i also add the biggest tunes right now which then mm-hmm. get taken out after a year okay. or whatever yeah um but also in there is like iconic dj songs so you've got spice girls or you know but generally it's like You know, Ashanti, uh, Blue Cantrell, you know, that that kind of vibe, Mariah Carey. I love it. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, all of the sort of like iconic 90s, 90s people alongside modern music that I vibe. And then I've got like commercial, which is like everything, everything pop. Right plus uh maybe a bit more chilled stuff or okay. stuff without swearing in it because i tend i mean i tend to not really do commercial sets that's okay. that's okay. like if a brand wants me to play like a shop or yeah. like an opening of a shop or something like that it's a bit more chill you don't necessarily want like yeah. to, mm, mm, wh- fuck
0: your bitch yeah yeah,
3: yeah exactly i mean <laughs> I love right, that your bitch. i don't know why you wouldn't want that but yeah some people don't
1: yeah. so um <laughs> Can I get your honest opinion then? Because I forget that you're like a 90s R&B aficionado. Yeah, go on. Um, honest oh, opinion on my, no, um, boxing match walk-on music, oh. which is going to be uh, Montel Jordan, This Is How We Do It.
3: Amazing. Absolutely Honestly? iconic. One of, I play it probably kay. twice every day. DJ It's a set. good Brilliant. tune. The this is how we do it. it. That's it.
1: The other song was going to be um, uh, Ski Lo, I Wish. Oh no! Oh great! Uh-uh. Okay, good because yeah. I was. No, do you know why? Too. Because
3: uh, that's a banger, a banger, and it's a really interesting one that you say that because I really struggle to play it out loud, mm. really, uh, yeah, out live because a, a a lot of people don't know it,
0: huh. oh. and b
3: um it's the 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 BPM is really low.
1: Okay, yeah, so good it's like, point.
3: I wish I was a little that's bit true. taller. Yeah, I wish yeah, I yeah. was. Whereas, like it's weird it's just depends i don't know just i think works better. it just Whereas wouldn't you wouldn't be gassed to be people, like i wish i was a little bit taller Wish I was true, actually yeah and it's also quite self-deprecating yeah one. yeah
0: yeah you're it's right, my trying to
1: psych out my opponent whoever that is but
0: i mean like the other song is immediately recognizable but yeah. Yeah. everyone in the audience is going to be banging yeah. to that like yeah. 100%. Um, i actually have one more question for you about djing mm-hmm. i know this is gonna sound like a silly question because i have no experience djing as you guys know Now you do if you don't. Um, So when you have these playlists, Mm -hmm. do you actually mix them live or do you have anything that you've pre-mixed? Okay.
3: Yeah, live mixing.
0: It's all live mixing. Absolutely. So you're like constantly changing. Like, do you have your, like, you know how wine and cheese goes together? Like, do you have things (laughs) that like go together? Like, you know, are nice pairings? So... This is kind of useful, Most I guess.
2: Class
0: <laughs> like wine and cheese. You know, like wine and cheese is that similar to DJing? I mean,
2: yes. Champagne course. and truffles—they
3: go so well together. Yeah, um, like, like champagne and truffles. I um, have a DJ software called Recordbox, which I every single other DJ that I know um, who DJ the stuff I do pl- uses Recordbox, and it is an organizational. Mm. Um, it can it can be various things, but the what I use it for is an organizational tool, so you can org- order things in BPM.
0: Okay, what's BPM
3: mean? Uh, beats per minute, which is the same as what your heart rate is measured yep, in, but, yep. the, but the music. So to give you an idea of how it works, um, hip-hop and R&B is between like 80 and 100, 110 BPM, m- like most mm. of the time. Mm. Grime is like 70 to 80 mm. BPM, mm. and then above that, it's like, I mean, you do. You of course, you still get all of those genres in higher BPMs, but it tends to be between eighty and one hundred and ten. That's, okay. yep. that's your main. that's your um, main BPMs, and so you can. They list the songs in mm. this software so that they're next to the things with the same BPM or similar. Okay. Um, but with R and B and hip hop, sorry guys, this must be so boring to listen to. No, I love it. If you don't, really really if you don't yeah. care about DJing, but um, if just because two songs, like in dance music. When the BPMs the same, you're 9.9 times out of 10 able to mix them because that's just the way that dance music is made. Mm. But with hip hop and R&B, you can't tell like intros and stuff like that. The the BPM doesn't necessarily give you a a golden ticket to like mix the two tracks together. So you have to test it in your ears.
0: Got it. So you kind of know going into it, you're like, all right, I know that these tracks will work together. Yeah. And I've done it before. It's tried and tested. Yeah. Okay. And also I just you just know it's
3: it's like riding a bike. Like yeah. you hear yeah, the music yeah. I could I can do it like it's it's so easy to do. Now. I really want to see you perform. When can we do that? It's quite an intense experience. I Great. mean
1: I've never even seen you DJ but Should then again we... we have only known each other 6 whole months.
3: Well, I, I <laughs> to get because you asked me actually I forgot to answer what my favorite bit about DJing is. My favorite bit uh, about yeah. DJing is is because it, it just links to what you've just said yeah. is c- about my sort of character when I'm on stage is I I'm a presenter through and through, and it's, like, a full show. And even if I'm playing, like, you know, the House of Lords, I will will make them (laughs) slut drop until...
2: I'd love to see that. No, but you
3: you would not believe the amount of, like, stuck-up events I've played where people have slut dropped. Really? (laughs) Because that's all I want to achieve. Not necessarily the physical (laughs) slut drop, but I just want to achieve people to completely let loose. And, like, I play... I play this festival called Smoked and Uncut, which is um, at the Pig Hotel, which is like a... I love the <gasps> Pig Hotel. Yeah, it's You do have to tell me twice. Always want yeah. to go, go there? When Yeah, is that? come. Well, there's three of them, and I have a stage called Harriet's House Party, and we have I have oh, a God, special guest every time. Um, last year, we had um, Nick Grimshaw, Professor Green, and Rob
0: DeBank, and they come on with me and DJ. You seriously need to tell me ahead of time so we can book rooms. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. No, I love the pig. We've, we're, we're trying to go to all of them. Yeah. I've always <laughs> wanted to go, and it's I've never so, been. The food is insane. Like because they have all their home gardens and oh everything like in the area they 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 source all their meats locally they pick all their vegetables in their farm in their like home grow whatever their gardens it's amazing
3: yeah they they're really good friends like that we've I'm actually DJing the opening of their new one in a couple of weeks but um they we have the stage there and it, it's like it's become this crazy thing that people lose their minds like. In the middle of a field in like the middle of nowhere, yeah. we have like a packed out tent of people oh. going nuts to. Oh my god, I'm so uh, there. Like Mamas are gonna Mario be going Winans. out. And That's it. I'm done.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Will you really let us know?
3: A 100%. I mean, you, you're going to have to go quick because the rooms go like that. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. So as soon
0: as you get booked, will you tell us? I'm already. It's it's
3: like oh, it's every, it happens
1: every year. Oh, okay. Fine. I'm going to start a WhatsApp group. Oh, yeah. We're going to yeah. figure yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah. 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 Okay. We're going to do this. Yeah. And I yeah, have a stage, so yeah. I have to be there. Great. Brilliant. We'll be there. House party is the stage. Done. Brilliant. All right. You have to stay up late. A 100%. I have a question. Do girls give you their number when you're DJing? DJ myth number one. Oh. Uh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can say yes. It's yes, fun. they do.
3: Uh, you, it's uh, it's definitely a um, I would say an aphrodisiac. Really?
1: I I met girls. someone I dated for four years while I was DJing. Shout mm. out to Katie.
3: Even though you were shit at DJing, you still I, oh, managed no, to get her. I know like, I was never
1: shit. Let's no, I was never shit. She has really
0: good taste in music.
1: I
3: know that, but she, I thought she, I, thought I never you did saying, the mechanics.
1: Okay, you just yeah. you were a good selector. I never selector. beat that. I a was a selector. great selector, okay. if I may say so um but i never wait you know what it was i did actually at one point try to learn to beat match but then what i found was and maybe you can correct me on this that i like to go from like pop to like rock to r&b and you can't i couldn't really figure out how to beat match match that so it was just kind of just changing tracks
3: you can but i also think there is an element of if you you do you do you don't you don't like i think it's i think it's like a it's totally fine not to. Like driving. But but it, but, it, but equally, it's like in your head, I can't not. Yeah, right, yeah. It panics me to like... So playing stuff like funk is quite difficult for me because it's very hard to beat match funk
0: because
1: mm. um,
3: mm. it's so slow and it's so like the way... It's obviously live music, a lot of it, so...
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but yeah, it doesn't mean, you, mean you're mean you about a DJ. It just means you're different. Mm-hmm. You're, just spe- you're different. You're
1: special. You're special. <laughs> special. And also deflecting <laughs> from the fact that, yes, you do get girls' numbers at the DJ booth. I do. I heard that. You do. Yeah. But how do girls that. know?
0: Uh,
3: that I'm gay. Yeah. Um, well, good question. Do they present- kind of pre- say,
0: you're presenting? You're like, oh, oh the yeah. lady's in the house. Oh no, I'm like,
3: because <laughs> I'm. I would describe myself as queer because I'm not like fully lesbian. Only because I've dated men and I've loved men, and, I, and I feel yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's important to be open. But um, I am very open about my sexuality on social media, and I do a lot of presenting for brands like Gay Times, and okay, I align myself with a lot of gay charities and stuff. So if they don't get it from that, and there's a rainbow in my in my in my name on okay, on social media, so, you're, so yeah, people know you're pretty gay. Um, yeah. I, that I'm pretty gay. Yeah, but I guess <laughs> to look at maybe not. I don't know uh, if people see me as looking gay, but
1: I wear suits every day. Do you? Yeah.
0: You're not wearing a suit now unless you are under that. I'm
1: coveting those trousers that you're wearing, by the way. Oh my God, you're actually wearing a suit. I don't think I've ever seen you without a suit on.
3: I went to an event recently and I was wearing jeans, and the PR who invited me nearly fell over.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's your look. I texted him. I was
3: like, Is it okay to wear jeans? And he was like, I've never in my entire life seen you wear jeans.
0: Um, On the topic of suits, I just have to do a shout out. So um, this past Sunday, we had people over at our house, which you were invited to, and we actually did a screening of a lesbian film.
1: Called what's it called again? <laughs> Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Which Harriet replied to my Instagram story, <laughs> going, "You're so gay." Yeah, well, no, I, was...
3: I said, I said it, "You're so gay" in capital letters. It wasn't, it wasn't casual. It was like a shout. Oh, no, I know, yeah, and yeah,
1: I know. Like, why, why, why? You're You're right. Right. Like
0: we are all so gay. Anyway, yeah. So, is it our... amazing? Is it an amazing film? It is a beautiful film. Okay. It's a, it's a little slow moving. I, I wish there was a little. Oh, more it's action. Like, <gasps> color? Though, Have you it's been... like? No, it's not. No, but
3: as in like slow. Some a lot of like gay girl films I find to be quite slow.
0: Have you seen it? No, it's. It, I found so, blue
3: is the warmest color to be quite slow.
0: I think that film was a bit like Peter I thought the oh, director really? what, was just like color? disgusting. Blue is the warmest color. Yeah, no, yeah. it was weird. And the, Maybe the, so the weird. girls were way too young. And like, I just have a lot of. But problems But that was the that feedback. Film. That was the feedback. Yeah, for, the actresses had a really. The hard, girls, yeah, one. yeah the they girls were pretty she traumatized. Was, like, traumatized. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. In this film, they were of age, like they were like in their thirties. It looked like or late twenties. Um, and it was just a really beautiful film, but it was very slow. But it was beautiful. Um, but anyway, so at that night, our friend Kate, um, did a, a big run and she, um, you know, took a shower at our house and we gave her some clothes and then I, I washed this blondie t-shirt and I was like, right before she left, I'm like, <laughs> I want that t-shirt. And she's like, you can't have it. She, at first she was like, I'll give it to you. And then she's like, but I don't really want to give it to you. I'm like, I get it. It's a really badass t-shirt and I'm going to wear it with a blazer next time I wear it. And, and she's like, and here I am. So thank you, Kate. I'm wearing this T-shirt now. So you basically bullied your mate
1: into giving no, you No, so we did t-shirt. a trade oh, okay, So okay. she okay. went
0: home with my sweatshirt and a scarf. Oh, and okay. I just said, oh, keep those things safe and I'll keep Dub safe.
1: Okay. Is this the hoodie that she was wearing on Sunday? Yeah. I really liked that hoodie. Did you? That oh, was God, it's going to become a swap mate what, now? Why
0: did you like I really don't love that like, hoodie. Because
1: it's like, it's just really cozy. It's like a proper like Sunday hoodie. It's a
2: very American university. It's very, very American I think we need American to describe university. the Blondie t-shirt though as as podcasting is
0: such I an mean, audio. It's an amazing <laughs> t-shirt, right? It's gorgeous. So but let's, let's describe it. So we got Debbie Harry in black and white surrounded by an aura. A of, young Debbie Harry, which black is and white, such a looking pop. And we've got an aura of yellow and red around her. And it says Blondie on the top. Cool, bold font. There you go. It's cool. It's a good shirt. We'll take a picture of it and put it on the gram. Also a nice blazer. (laughs) Thank you.
1: You're so welcome. So today, what we were going to chat about, because I started reading um, reading an article about this during the week. And I thought it might be super interesting for us to talk about. So what we're going to do today is talk about some relationship myths. And bust some relationship myths that probably reinforce some of them because some of them are probably not myths and they're probably true. Um, so I think when it comes to like relationship myths, I think when you're either in a relationship or when you're dating somebody, you don't really have much to go on in terms of nobody has an instruction manual. Like nobody knows, is this normal? Is this not normal? Mm. Is this good? You talk to your mates and you try and get like some kind of feedback. but. I think there's kind of a lot of myths that people go on um, and kind of make their decisions on the person that they're dating or in a relationship with and decide whether something's like normal or not. So the first thing, uh, the first one that I came across, which I thought we should talk about is, um, let's call it myth number one. Bad sex should always be a relationship deal breaker. It means you are not compatible. Discuss. Ooh, interesting. I think that's, like, not even a little bit true. What do you guys think?
3: I think I agree with you. I think it's, uh, especially with um, girls. Because I think you have to grow into the person that you're dating. Yeah. Not always. Sometimes it's the opposite, but... I don't think I don't think sex is the be all and end all for one. Yeah, I think it's not. important. It's definitely for important. me. It's important, yeah. but it's but it's definitely not the be all and end all. And I think you can learn and adjust and change and yeah. make things work.
0: I think like the first time you have sex with somebody, it's almost. impossible. not I'm okay. I'm not saying it's always impossible to have great sex, <laughs> but like it, you you have to learn each other's bodies. I think 100%. the more and more you have sex with somebody, I feel like the you're better. Probably it a gets. little bit drunk, like drunk
2: sex yeah. is like not always the sort of top quality. But it kind of depends on, like, why is bad sex? Like, I think the people that are genuinely, genuinely really just naturally shit at sex are really rare. I think someone... favourite? I'm like, <laughs> yeah.
1: how can you be that shit at no, sex? No, there it's
3: are true.
2: people that I think
0: yeah, that are, just, there are
2: They just
3: don't have... An interest in being good at sex. Maybe. Or are they just, don't queen? move well. What's a pillow queen. You don't yeah. know what a pillow queen is? No.
0: Somebody who's a taker. Just lies like down. Like a constant and taker, like, lies down and like. On oh, okay. the pillow. Isn't yeah. that just,
1: called a bottom?
0: But. Oh, have you never it's all heard the same. term pillow queen?
1: No, I have. Yeah. Actually, I have heard it. But it like, I think it's changed yeah. in like. Dating lingo to Has like it. tops and bottoms now. Yeah, have you? Have no.
0: i've seen it? I've I've seen seen it, it on and like bottoms Blanchett. just relates to where, ha, like, how you like to take. Yeah, it? isn't that Ooh. the same? <laughs> oh, <so easy>. <laughs>
1: um <laughs> I think it like when it comes to women, such as my understanding, that there are tops and bottoms in there are, it. but
0: that doesn't relate to good or bad sex.
1: Oh, not at all. No. But well, in terms of like, re- I guess
0: what we're, our point is is that if you're somebody who's who likes to be pleased, you're probably not interested in and in, in giving mm-hmm. as much where you have people who like to do both. And if Which somebody is, is not exercising Ooh, exactly. So if somebody's not a switcher, <laughs> is that the right
1: way to use it? I don't even know. Which, beyond
2: um, the lingo of like male, like
3: male.
0: It's gay funny because there
3: isn't there isn't lingo for girls.
1: There is no. Trust Pillow me. Pillow queen top is top bottom a term. and I I f
3: I don't feel like I have a name for what other than queer. I don't have like you know how they like lip lipstick lesbians butch lesbians like I don't fit into any of those. Nineteen
1: eighty-five. They're a bit old school.
0: I feel like they're a bit old school. Those are those are like relic terms. I feel like. Oh my god! I'm just (laughs) not. Sorry, I'm not not good at being. No, but I I agree. I don't feel like I fit into any of those categories either. I feel like I just am am. What's the new ones? What am I then? You're just you. You're I mean, it. I think that's the thing. I think um, the new on, thing is not to
1: have those. Let's terms think I about mean, you, are,
0: you appear today, at least, because this is my first time meeting you, to be a bit more feminine. Yeah.
1: You're a femme.
0: I've I been described say... as
3: feminine with masculine energy,
0: which is called a hard femme.
3: Oh, a hard femme. That's so a... oh God. Me and my friend Rosie. I that's what I am. Yeah. Me and my friend Rosie, um, who you have you met
1: Rosie? I haven't. I want to meet Rosie. Rosie though. Jones. She's an incredible comedian. I've Check seen her out. Rosie Jones on stage.
3: Oh, yeah. She's insanely good. We came up with uh, the phrase um, "femidom," which is a feminine dominant person. I like that. yeah, Yeah, I I like that. that. I don't
1: know where I would be. I do. I really don't. I think I'm straight down the middle.
0: You, you. What does that mean? I don't know. Straight, straight. Anyway, no. No, But we've like covered this in previous seasons. Like you, uh, to other people might appear to be if you don't speak to like if you just see you on the street, probably a little bit more like androgynous like or a little bit more masculine but actually you're quite feminine yes that's the weird thing you are very feminine to look
3: at i would say more androgynous but in in personality you're probably more in fact more i would say more feminine than me people have said that to me before which i actually
1: find quite interesting because like yeah i mean you are what you are and i don't think anyone spends that much time in thinking like what am i and how do i fit in but yeah people have said that that like androgynous but when i, I when people talk to me they're like oh you're so feminine I'm yeah like, yeah all
3: right okay cool. i'm the opposite everyone says i same. look feminine right, but i've got a masculine energy i
0: mean look at me i'm in a four pose now like i literally sit like this all day at work you know the four pose and you so have no, i do not know what that is on your lap you see like when you this is like the shape of a four oh, like okay. i don't cross my legs like oh my god i'm doing women. exactly
1: the same thing I yeah so you go. are you? We're I all think doing that yeah you got to well, air.
2: You gotta air it
3: out.
1: Definitely not straight. We've <laughs> totally gone off topic, um, which I well, enjoy. By the way, we were talking the about
0: the, the bad sex, but oh, all okay. right So, so the my point is, is no. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a on breaker. But also, it's, like, not a it's your job breaker. to communicate with your partner if the sex is bad. I'm sorry. And, and most of the everyone can I'm, get better. i me the chance. The like there might be a really bad because
2: previous trauma or like feeling really nervous or they're pissed or they're having a bad day or. Like,
0: give them another chance. But the key is, like, teach them. If it isn't good, just be like, don't do that. Do this. Yeah, (laughs) Done. Like, why are you wasting your time if we're not... Just play
1: devil's advocate. There are people who are sexually incompatible. Mm -hmm. I agree. So it just might not be a thing that works. It doesn't mean it's necessarily a relationship deal breaker. It means you know, how important is the sex to but you? But you should try. That's true. And have should valuable I mean,
3: That's true, actually. I think you're right. It's about trying. And then if it doesn't work, then fine. Yeah. Give it, leave it. Yeah, yeah. As
1: long as you give it a good
0: go. I think there's chemistry. Yeah, good is, chemistry no, is really important. Give, good girl. Girl. give it a good no, right. Give her no. a good old going over <laughs> and see if it can make it work. <laughs> or do no, like
2: like my what my friend's um, occasional date does is just to hire an escort now and then. Whoa. whoa i what?
0: like that
1: yeah Tell a woman a womanist. i know
2: nothing all i know is that my friend was chatting to this girl and this girl was like yeah sorry um, i'm just busy at the moment just with my escort so can i call you back in a bit and she's like okay what um sorry what and she was like, yeah, yeah. So like, when you know, there's times when I'm not getting much for a little while, I'll, I'll just hide, It's always the same escort. Um, why is there a problem? She was like, no. It's so it's a
0: paid booty call.
3: Wow, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Why the fuck not? I. That is so interesting, right? Like no shade, because I think you should no add, shade at I all. I think Yeah, I think it's I can't very positive.
0: Put myself. I don't know. Because you know but it's a female escort with yeah, a female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's amazing because a lot of men do it all the time and and, and like It's not why, something I would do, but I
3: think it's incredible. Mm. I think it's great Agreed. that you can do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Imagine I being
0: that escort and going, Oh, thank fuck it's a
1: woman this time. That's <laughs> yeah, true, Not actually, another yeah. sweaty dude oh, yeah. um, Okay, so to surmise bad sex, not necessarily a relationship deal breaker as long as you give it a good go. Not, yeah. not at first. I think
0: you pulled a good point out at the end there, your devil's advocate point
1: i forget what it was
0: it was basically like some people just aren't compatible yeah yeah. which is totally mm. true by the way
1: yeah yeah what you like might not be what they like might not be what just like bodies may not go together do you know
0: what i mean like all that chemistry stuff that is really relevant
1: yeah you know so it can be actually we've completely busted our whole (laughs) it's not
3: a deal breaker at the beginning it's a deal breaker
0: if it doesn't change totally
1: so there you professional go. presenter, Amen. right there. All right.
0: It up for you there girls. So, Amazing. next myth, we'll have you on again, by the way. Um, so, people in a relationship don't flirt. If they do, it means they are unhappy and looking for something else. Well, mm. if that's the case, then I'm fucked because I right. flirt.
3: <laughs> I flirt with everybody. Mm. But yeah. I also think it's I. I my ex girlfriend was incredible. Like she was so relaxed and made me very relaxed about being the person that I am. And I'd and I'd and I'd previously been with people who were incredibly jealous, but also not their own fault. They were also flirty and two flirty. People, I think, is um, doesn't always work. You almost need one person that's chill and one person that because I think it does represent a need for attention. Which obviously mm. I'm a t- I'm a presenter. Like it's it's mm. it's fairly natural that that's the kind of. And it's never for me ever goes further than flirt. Like it doesn't even enter my mind that I would because I've never ever cheated on anybody. Mm. Do and you I,
0: acknowledge you're flirting when you're flirting? Like, n- do you know you're doing it? When I say
3: flirting, though, it's not like if I, for example, like now I'm sort of single. Um, I, flirting now is very different to how I would flirt if I was in a relationship. Like me being fun and and like engaged and and yeah. having eye contact with someone can be perceived by other people as flirting. And so I call it flirting, but it's not, in my mind, I'm just having a nice time. Yeah, Yeah. Like, I would never, for example, um, pretend that I wasn't in a relationship, even though I think it's actually quite natural to want to do that and maybe have a night off where you feel like, oh, I'm having a flirt. Because I I just don't think there's anything in flirting. Mm. Yeah, If you're getting something out of it and you feel good about yourself, because maybe you do feel a bit rubbish about yourself and maybe you do want... I mean, I think everybody irrelevant if you're an attention seeker if you're an introvert whatever i think you need um to feel loved and feel appreciated and Mm -hmm. and and that doesn't mean you're not getting it from your partner i just personally think sometimes you need an external validation that i totally agree or that you're charismatic
1: and i think flirting is one thing flirting with intention is a whole other if you're flirting with intention of cheating on your partner or taking it further than would be considered an okay thing to Mm. do then that's entirely Mm. different it's like
3: exchanging for example for me like if i flirt with someone when i'm in a relationship i have always make it really clear that i've got a girlfriend yeah yeah it's like oh my girlfriend blah 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 into conversation so that it's never misconstrued if they feel like i'm flirting with them it's like well that's not what's happening yeah
1: i completely agree and i think if you feel like that that is something that you want to do if you want to flirt with people, but very innocently without intention if you're in a relationship, then I don't feel like you should censor that. Like mm. you're being you, you're doing your thing. Do if you f- flirt? I think, you know what, that's a good question. I don't know if I do. Mm. I think I probably do, but it's never like a am going to flirt with you now and I'm like putting on a like show or something.
3: Because I've never seen you flirt. I
0: don't feel like you're a big flirter.
1: I don't really know what it means to flare. I think sometimes if I'm in conversation with someone, well, right now we're getting into it. If I really fancy someone, I get very awkward around them, yeah. which is yeah. <laughs> obviously not like necessarily cute. a good thing. <laughs> I, get very, I get quite awkward and I get quite, oh my God. Yeah, I do really but stupid like, things. Like not so long ago, I sp- spilled a whole swell bottle of water down my trousers because <laughs> I was talking to somebody. <laughs> That's and cute. I thought it was going into the sink and it just went all over oh. me. Oh my God
3: even a mistake you actually poured it down your own yeah so like what (laughs) if you
0: were okay in a previous relationship you find somebody attractive what would that be like because obviously you wouldn't get or would you get quite like nervous
1: oh that's a good question if i'm in a relationship um
0: just pulling back to your previous ones really
1: find other people attractive all that attractive like i'm not blind like obviously i'll see people (laughs) that i'm like oh you're quite hot but i don't feel that kind of visceral kind of gut feeling that i'm like oh my god i really like you Yeah, yeah, yeah i've never cheated on anyone i never would cheat on anyone yeah and i think it's just it's almost like a mental barrier if i'm in a relationship with someone it's not that i don't see or notice people but my loyalty is with them and my emotions are with them. that's
0: why I'm, i think matilda and i are both saying we don't i've never seen you really be like openly flirtatious or just even like casually really flirtatious. yeah um
1: i guess maybe well you've seen me be in relationships with people yeah yeah
0: but like i i guess as a contrast like francesca my wife she like has told me that i'm flirtatious but not in a, in a i'm threatened kind of way but just more like I you think didn't, you're probably you like me. Yeah. She's like, You didn't know this about yourself? Yeah. I'm like, No. I just, I'm just a friendly person and I just give my energy to people. And, and maybe I'll, I pay attention to people a little bit more who I think are pretty. Yeah. But like, I don't, I'm not <laughs> consciously doing it. Do you I know think what I mean? Are you an
3: extrovert? Totally. Yeah.
0: I think I personally, I don't know how
3: you guys would define yourselves. Introvert. But yeah. And I, I do think there's something in being an extrovert. I think naturally you are a flirty more mm. flirty person because even we've only obviously ever known each other as friends but you mm. i've never felt like you were flirting with me mm. but w- what you said really in- interested me that you said that you feel when you flirt it's you feel awkward mm-hmm. yeah. and all the girls that mm-hmm. i have dated like recently always say like that and i don't know whether you've experienced this mm. as an extrovert but like oh you're you're intimate they get really awkward yeah. like on dates with me uh, and like that I'm intimidating not yeah. in a not in a like in a bad way but more mm. just like they feel a bit flustered and
1: cuz yeah. people
3: I don't know why but, but yeah it, I don't know if that's something to do with the flirty like I'm I can literally eye contact people and I flirt really intensely yeah. if I'm on a date like not
1: i think i i can definitely like i'm like i can flirt guys i can definitely do what i'm saying is you're
3: flirting is a challenge challenge. but i guess
0: we're talking about in relationship (laughs) the question was in relationships like do Mm. you flirt with other people is that okay i don't even know i'm just paraphrasing but like yeah you know because i'm trying to think back of you in previous relationships and i don't feel like i've ever noticed you flirting like do you guys notice me flirting
2: all the time, miles.
0: like I, I meant to say it's getting bad. It's getting embarrassing. I'm a married woman.
2: I
1: feel like <laughs> I'm just used to you being you now. And sometimes yeah. I do like see you talking to people, and I wouldn't it wouldn't have crossed my mind that you're floating. But you're very warm. you're very engaged. You're very attentive i
0: make that intense eye contact like you make intense so contact i really yeah. eye contact with everybody same i really give I people my I mean, attention i don't think people, just people flirting,
3: read that though. as flirting yeah i think that yeah. it's about because like what i was trying to say earlier was that your version of flirting so you being slightly maybe like you described awkward but i don't think it would be that is flirting and so that is like you know that is your way of being but whereas people read eye contact and interest and like so what people mm. are reading is our level of flirting is but actually i think everybody does in yeah. their own way but it's about whether you do it when you're in a mm. relationship or not so you don't like yeah in normal life, you flirt and you're great at it because, it you know, you... you. She's so kind. Stuff happens, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but I think in a relationship, you're the kind of person who doesn't, whereas I'm the kind of person I who naturally... Right. I'm a natural yeah, yeah, flirter yeah, as well, yeah, yeah. I think,
0: and I'm okay with it. Like, it doesn't make me uncomfortable. It doesn't make Francesca feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And I actually like... The fact that she kind of likes it she's like because i know at the end of the day you're coming home with me and it doesn't that. really matter and she's like and i kind of enjoy it because that's you know a part of who you are like you're yeah. just a really outgoing person you love people you love that energy and like and she's like i can tell when you find somebody attractive <laughs> i'm like oh no <laughs> and she's, like, she's like but it's fine like because i think we're both really open and it's super healthy about finding other people I think the term I've used "attractive" in the past, and I've gotten like shit for it. But finding somebody pretty, which I think is the same fucking what's wrong thing, with attractive? yeah, because then attractive. that would insinuate that you would find you you are you want to be with them. Apparently, no. I was corrected on this a few years ago. Yeah, see, Dorina's nodding her head yes.
1: It's syntax, but it's semantics. Yeah. It's just I I would. So it I it well.
0: I don't yeah. I agree like I don't until i was corrected i'm now i'm using the word pretty, pretty. or beautiful hot or hot stuff. yeah exactly but just because you find somebody really like tr- Fit. like yeah doesn't mean that you want to like be with them do you know what i mean yeah like i literally fancy everybody
3: <laughs> <laughs> i've discovered this that i find everyone attractive and it, it for me i end up being with the people that's personalities like i i, I find something attractive in 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 most people that's mm. a nice quality to have mm. but but really equally nice personality is so important to me totally definitely yeah. they don't like and it's weird because you don't see it obviously everyone's instantly attracted to someone's look like when you first look at them mm. but you might meet somebody but uh, for me it's both 100 percent. but i want to find them attractive and then uh it has to be that they are like funny
1: yeah. and yeah, interesting absolutely. and i wish i found more people attractive i've thought about this yeah, a you're lot much pickier lately than me. i'm like <laughs> need to tra- <laughs> The times that I've been like, I'm going to be less picky, have been a complete disaster. Yeah, but you can't um, help
2: that. Like, you can't also, change. Yeah, that. you don't need to.
1: I it, well.
2: You either feel attracted to someone, or you don't. That's you true. Don't. You can't yeah. force Although it. Although sometimes it's like a slow burner, though. Like sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's not being instantaneous. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Like That's in a group true, yeah.
0: situation, like if we have a lot of friends, which we tend to have, we have a lot of lesbian friends. So if there's like someone always there, and you're like, "Oh, I never saw you. Now I see you. I <laughs> see you, know I you. you." Yeah, actually,
1: imagine <laughs> that you have never found one particular person, like, ever attractive. Like, you're they're your mate or whatever. And then you have a sex dream about them. And then like the next day, you just can't look them in the eye. Oh, and you, yeah. s- you <laughs> still feel I've Does had that this like a number of me? times. It has that <laughs> <stream. has> Nobody <laughs> in this room, I promise. But like, you still remember like how it was in the dream. And yeah. you still feel like that, like, kind of like. I've had that with people I work with. Same. Right? I was just
0: going to say, I've had that with like bosses. It's and you're really like, fucking weird. oh, I
1: still feel that like yeah. weird chemistry that we had in our my sex dream and now i'm awake and i'm looking at you and i'm still kind of feeling it and i'm not entirely unenjoying it
3: yeah (laughs) i I, I find a lot because of with what i do like obviously there's um a lot of celebrities in my line of work and if you fancy imagine like fancying a celebrity and then you have to work with them and then it's like you actually that's weird Hmm. or or even which this doesn't hasn't happened very many times but when i fancy somebody yeah that i like yeah become friends with in the industry yeah that's that's actually never really happened to be honest i've never become actually friends with someone i fancy but it does freak me out you never become friends with someone you fancy no but like as in in the industry so like oh i see for example like 10 years ago i might have like really fancied someone from a girl band or something and then i become friends with it i don't know i just always have imagined how weird it must be to Mm.
0: i i think i've had it where i've okay not celebs but i've had it where i've fancied people and then became friends with them and then not fancied them. Yeah. Because I became friends with them. And I'm like, ooh, I see you. Oh, all (laughs) all the time. That's happened so many times. So just before we move on to the next myth, we haven't actually established your (laughs) flirtatiousness. So do you classify yourself as somebody who is flirtatious in a relationship? I
2: don't know. I hate anything that's like elephants in the room and like unsaid. And so if there's something floating and unsaid, I have to like blurt it out. So I can't really remember... But I think if there's anything there, I kind of have to get it out of the way like quite quickly. Like, I can't well, like, just be you, like, if you fancy someone, you have to say, I fancy it. I wouldn't say I fancy you, but I'll just make it so obvious that it's like you just can't ignore it. Or just... are you married? Did you say? Yeah. yeah. She's married. How,
3: how does your partner feel about that?
2: I think she's very patient. I think she's. Do you open. mean?
1: Sorry to interrupt, but just mm. for clarification, do you mean you being married if you have a like crush on? Oh no 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 no! Before
2: before before. <laughs> oh, oh right. right. No, 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 I think like. Hang on,
0: Rinette. So open, like. now, do you find yourself like like flirtatious naturally?
3: Do you find people attractive?
2: Oh, I definitely find people attractive, um, or pretty, or hot, or however you want to say it. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I am flirtatious. You're not. A, I don't
0: think you're a flirtatious no. person either. I don't but think I you are think either. Your wife is naturally flirtatious.
2: Yeah, she is. But she's like, what's, it, what's the saying? Like, quiet waters, something, something. Still waters
0: run deep. Yeah. yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? She
2: she, she sneaks up on you. She does. She sneaks <laughs> up on you, and you're like, oh wow, okay. And
0: I'm just like, Ugh. she's very cheeky. But that's yeah. what I love about her. But she's yeah. always like been that way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Shattered yeah. Stuff.
2: I'm I don't mind her being flirtatious, but, it, it, but if a bitch gets too close, I'll slap her.
1: <laughs> I have a question. I remember once. Are you jealous?
0: Yeah,
2: I'm Italian. It's not my fault. It's in my blood. You
0: don't seem overtly jealous. <laughs> no, though. I'm
2: not. I'm not actually. And the beauty. The beauty.
0: Because you something... haven't tried
2: to have sex with her wife.
0: That's true. Should I I'll try for fun? And this <laughs> <happens>? No problem. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>.
1: scared. <laughs> Guys, it's okay, like
2: family. Um, no, but I, I think what the beautiful thing about my relationship, my marriage, my relationship now is that I. I don't feel jealous. I don't feel threatened. And like, even if Steph were to like be flirtatious, I would be. I think okay with it because yeah. you're hard, you're be happy. Like, that's why. Yeah, I think I there's an like, element
3: of that. Like, I think people yeah. should forgive themselves for being jealous. Because I, I think we all feel it sometimes. Mm. But actually, when you are in that state of like pure trust and 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 it doesn't mean that you're not if you feel jealous. But I do think there isn't there is something to be said for. Feeling relaxed with someone. Yeah. I mean, I when I was with my ex girlfriend, it was like I never ever worried and yeah. never was. That's just yeah, that's great. really nice. I've, and, I've, and I've and i was kind of always such worried a jealous. I was such now. a jealous person. Mm. Until so jealous.
0: Good. Mm. I think that a little bit of jealousy is healthy because yeah. sometimes mm. even Francesca. So my wife is actually. I think she's naturally flirtatious because she's so friendly. Would you guys mm. agree? She's super friendly. Mm-hmm. And some people. And she's really, they were like, no. She's, she's like possible. really smiley and she's like engaging and yeah. you know. And I think that. That could come across as flirtatious, and I can also tell when somebody when she finds somebody attractive. But like, I don't mind unless I mind, you know what I mean. And then I'll be like, "Ooh, I kind of got jealous." And she's like, "Did you?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Oh my god, <laughs> I want to come and meet all your wives so much. <laughs> you will. Uh, now you're in. Now I'm in. You're in. I Absolutely. have a crew of
3: lesbian friends, so this is. Very I just, oh um, hello. Doreen is like my
2: second lesbian friend. Not okay, is okay. A crew well, you're about friends. to have like 200 <laughs> lesbians in their mid 30s with like.
1: Babies and baggage, or so not Great. <laughs>
2: necessarily
0: just babies, it's just
2: no, 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 fun, fun
1: mums <laughs> and not mums, and not, not but so so in I'm already friends
2: with you, so this, you can't get rid of me.
3: Exactly. And everyone lives in
1: Walthamstow, so it's like Dreams.
2: we're just down the Amazing. road, but it's also quite nice, I think, when there is the trust of kind of like what the idea of like loving someone and kind of letting them run free and wild totally. and then yeah. coming back to you because. The more you sort of trap someone down, the more more they want to leave. They want to leave. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, well, you know, go, go and enjoy Mm. yourself. And then if you find someone better, then it means we weren't meant
0: to be. It's so Mm. important. I agree with that. That freedom thing is so important. Like if I ever felt weighed down by somebody, I would be like, I'm out. Like I can't. I can't deal. I I love having freedom, if that makes sense. And that was always something that was really important in our relationship is that she had an independent life and I have an independent life. And I think that that's... But also our lives come together really nicely, so
1: mm-hmm. and that's important to like
0: keep that as much as
2: possible, definitely. Yeah.
1: And I think if you're not feeling that you can be yourself and do your thing, you're probably either in some sort of codependent slash controlling mm-hmm. relationship situation mm-hmm. in various degrees, which is yeah. obviously really quite unhealthy. Um, I know we're getting onto your relationship yeah. mythatold, but I have one question um, uh, because like we brought it up, so I want to know the answer. Imagine that you guys are single. And obviously you harriet um, and me um, if you ever crush on someone, do you tell them
3: I make it very I'm really good at making it obvious that i th- I'm trying to get someone. more
1: obvious about it. I, I think I just really tell someone now.
3: I'm like you were saying, like we were talking about a minute ago i the amount of eye contact it's like suffocating if you don't fancy <laughs> that. it's like it's really obvious if i if I fancy someone.
1: I make it obvious if I fancy someone. Actually, I'm going to have to think about that because I don't know if I do make it obvious. But I'm definitely really caring and attentive. But then again, but I'm caring and really... attentive about my friends as well. So how do you... But there's something or... really
3: lovely about being the way... Like, mm-hmm. it's not all about being like me. Like, some people hate people like me where it's like, it's too come on too strong or like being mm-hmm. too obvious about it. There is something really beautiful and lovely about it being just really sweet and natural and like a caring sensitive way of approaching someone you don't I don't think there's any right way to do it you know but Mm. I definitely also I don't think I mean I don't know about you guys but I don't ever go I fancy you unless it gets to the point where I'm like I have no idea what you think
1: yeah yeah that's true actually yeah
0: yeah I think in the past I've always been really scared to tell people that I like them like it's just not in me to do that I think I might have done it once and it backfired and I was like oh I think I guess similarly to you, I I don't know. I I think it's obvious if I like somebody and I'm like, surely this tension can be cut with a fucking knife, right? But then I'm like, I don't know if it's just in my head. But we like it could just be me. Mm. Like I have no idea. And I never wanted to make other people feel uncomfortable and then for them to look at me and be like, she's a creep. Do you know what I mean? There's a
3: huge difference between making it because I think as well, there's the idea of the reciprocation. Like I can really tell if somebody Nine times out of ten, I can tell if someone reciprocates it. I feel like mm. it's. It, I wouldn't ever like. I think you can tell personally. I think you can tell in like the first thirty seconds
1: of meeting someone. I, th- I yeah. think you can tell, yeah, because yeah. I think it's you can't feel chemistry on your own. No,
0: no. It Have has you to dated girls of different like uh, not like at the backgrounds like from different parts of the world? Yeah, outside uh, of UK.
3: I'm just trying to think now. Yeah, like. uh yeah, not dated, but um <laughs> I have met many women um of different backgrounds definitely yeah. and I've also a bit of a interesting one dated a lot of straight girls. Interesting. Oh, that's that's something
0: I could never I could never I couldn't have done in the past. Why I felt do you- creepy? I just felt like I'm not saying anyone's creepy. They came to me. Hun. Yeah, no, I have a lot of friends. No, I have a lot of friends who dated straight women and I, and I think there was something in me that I just I think that for me, a straight woman would never be as fun because I didn't want to be somebody's experiment. And two, I just wouldn't know how to even navigate that. Like, I already have a hard enough time, like, showing, like, in the past, showing somebody that I fancied them.
3: In a weird way, though, I think when I came out, it was a time when everybody was interested in trying about Mm. being fluid. And also, everybody sort of knows that I am. So, if I flirt with someone, it's that kind of thing it just i think in in a weird way, like um I felt like my um like growing up like generationally, that was just what everyone. Mm. and a lot of the girls were who were interested in trying it were kind of came to me because it was like I didn't necessarily I don't know how to say this in a way that doesn't sound weird, but like I kind of represented like because I was queer, I was bi I, at the time bi now describe myself as queer. It, it's like that thing of like, oh, well, we're all just like kind of trying it or whatever. Mm. Like, uh, both of my ex girlfriends were sort of, well, one of them was like straight when we met, mm. but like pursued me. Mm. And the previous one to that was sort of like mostly dating men mm. and had never dated a girl. Mm. And it worked out really well. I just think there is such a myth in the gay community that straight girls or people that were originally especially now, because now girls are so much more fluid. Mm. Like most girls are like I didn't I didn't even know that I fancied other girls till I was 24.
0: Mm.
3: Yeah. Fine. And I, now I'm I like totally 80, 20. Agree with
1: that. Like a few years ago, I would have probably said it was a deal breaker if someone I was dating... if I was thinking about a relationship with someone and they hadn't had a relationship with a woman before, mm. I'd be like, Oh, I'm not really sure it's too much. But I've really changed my mind on that completely over the last few years. It's like there are so many shades of grey and everybody's experience is different. Everyone's journey is different. Why would you rule out so many people, I think, um, when you could just kind of relax and see how it goes and, and judge things on their own merits and not... And I'm talking about like how I used to think, which would be, not can't do it, By, But now I'm like, actually, I would rather kind of feel it out and, and you could meet someone who's totally amazing and compatible. Why would you not want to explore that just because they have not mm. had a relationship with a woman. But literally it's yeah. so
3: now of now, like people I've dated recently and stuff, like a lot of them have like come out fairly recently or mm. or and it just doesn't make any difference because mm. I think I do think like there was a time when there was that whole idea of like, ooh I'm gonna do it like kooky, like yeah. or I'll just have sex yeah. with a girl and see what happens. Whereas now I think that things have changed so much with how people view um gender and, and sexuality yeah, especially luckily for women it's a lot easier to be fluid
0: i agree with you i think that at least personally for me it's been a long time i've been in a relationship for eight years yeah so you know things have changed like i was 26 when we met you yeah. know. um so i think yeah i think for me i just i don't think i just felt comfortable i think i always felt you know i i only came out when i was 24 yeah, so exactly like yeah, so you could be perceived
3: as a straight woman until you're 24.
0: Right, exactly. And so I think that when I was coming out, because I only really had two years, 23, 24, I don't know, I was oscillating a few years before. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but like I think for me, it was just more I, I I think that when I was like certain that I identified as mostly gay. Yeah. I was like, I, I just I think I was more attracted to women who were for certain attracted to women. I get it. I yeah. totally get it. And I'm just yeah. the
3: absolute opposite. Yeah. Mm. Which like is I'm attracted know, to women strokes. who
0: yeah.
3: are questionably.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So another myth I think is
2: quite interesting. Your significant other should be your best friend. I think your Ooh. best friend should be your
1: best friend. That's true. I think you shouldn't put too well. you should have put too much it is and i'm struggling with my own answer because i'm like my longest relationship
3: was it was seven years and they were my
1: best friend
0: Mm. i mean francesca is my best friend
1: my longest relationship was with my best friend as well who's still my best friend no
3: wait was she your best friend before or did you oh right right so you became yeah i thought the way you worded that i thought you meant like you were best friends and then you got together
1: no we um became best friends i think in our relationship and following a, a little healthy break, um, we continue being best friends afterwards. But I think in terms of a myth, I think sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. I think you shouldn't put much, you shouldn't put all that expectation on your partner to be your best friend. Either they are or they aren't. You shouldn't expect somebody yeah. to be your everything because that's agree. unhealthy. No, I totally agree with
0: mm. that. I
3: find every relationship I'm in changes drastically with the environment. Yeah. Like every single because I've obviously I was with someone for seven years and then I've recently been dating and every single thing dating experience i've had has been so So different different. yeah Yeah. like
0: oh my days i can't even like (laughs) it's like in what way what do you find to be so different uh just the way you know i guess
3: it's me like the way i navigate i've been with the same person who you know i'd sort of planned a life with And, and in a lovely way we're still really good friends and it's it's really lovely but you kind of go from like in your situation, you're you're married and you have a little baby, and like that's what I thought was going to happen. Mm. And then all of a sudden, you're back on the dating circuit, and it's like, yeah, it's like a, it's just like mind blowing having yeah. a seven year gap. I'd never ever used a dating app. Yeah, yeah. I'd never <laughs> because before that I was with someone, and then before that, like, uh, I was with someone else, and so and it was also I'd only dated two
0: women in my life. So is this seven year relationship with a woman? Yeah. Okay. And you yeah. thought you were going down the road of like starting things together, and... yeah.
3: And it just, it just didn't, it just didn't work out, which is totally, yeah, fine. But uh, and we're still really, really good friends. But it just was the whole navigating the dating scene was bizarre for me.
1: Yeah, that's so you're on the apps now.
3: Yeah, I've only been on one, two app dates. Actually, the uh, most people I've met have been like, situated which is nice. I think hmm. it's like I've met people who've like blind dates or, mm. well, not blind dates because we've got social media, but like, <laughs> you know, introducing someone that they know or yeah. I have met someone on yeah. a night out or whatever. You need or, the
1: healthy balance. Yeah. Real yeah, life and That's apps. nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's
3: just a minefield, mate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean. Dorina yes. is my
3: main source of like, because I don't, I genuinely don't have that many, um, it's not a deliberate thing. I guess it's because like a lot of my mates, I have a lot of my mates who I've had since I was, like mm. five or mm. from uni. Mm. And then I've got workmates and then I don't really have like a huge, like I've got a couple of um, queer friends who I'm really, really close with. But like Doreena lives in Walthamstow and she's, you know, a f- really great mentor.
1: Oh, wow that's no really you really nice helped me so
3: much when i was like this is the things that are happening she was like oh that's totally normal this is this, this. <laughs> crazy but also bitches be crazy bitches be fucking crazy. <laughs> but also like a good advice of like this is where you ne- this is unhealthy for you and you need to stop like mm-hmm. this is what you need to do and like i think sometimes you need like another gay person to tell you that yeah it's, it's true. like true talking to different. and my mates have been like but this i'm talking about my experience with men and that's very different you mm-hmm. know yeah um, you're a
0: very wise journey
3: she is, and she's so Aww. generous with like advice and information,
1: oh guys, thank you. well, do you know what? I feel like um I feel like I've kind of learned a lot, especially especially over the last like years. So. I've done mm-hmm. like all the work on myself and and whatever else, and it feels good to be able to like you know, impart some of that. And like when when we talk and you tell me, hey, this there's there's this thing that's happened, it's probably already happened to me and I've probably come out the other end of it. So why And that's can, like, what's been wonderful because
3: I think I've gone through some like dark times and you've been like, This exact thing happened to me, this, this, and this is gonna happen and then this is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like that reiteration of like, don't text them. Yeah. Don't put yourself in that position don't you know yeah um i think you always need someone to do that for you
1: yeah it's good to and like you've been that person for me as well and like yeah even though we have only known each other six months it feels like
3: yeah but i think you just meet people that you're just you just meet people that you're supposed to to meet exactly
1: and um yeah there's always someone to go for a pint in walthamstow with which is always really nice as well it's absolutely lovely um i have a question that was sent into the inbox which is slackspodcast at gmail.com um this listener would like to this is nothing to do with relationship myths actually or maybe it is actually let me just read it out it could be a little bit um but yes this is from anonymous dear slacks i could use some insight on this one early last year i was on a night out with a friend of a friend that i had met a few weeks prior We went to a gig, got super drunk, standard, and ended up in bed together. Not so standard. The next day, we both agreed it had been a one-off and quickly went back to just being friends. Between then and now, myself and this friend have become genuinely close mates, and she's someone I see in my life as a forever friend. However, dot, 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 a few months ago, my mate got a new girlfriend. They're super loved up, and I couldn't be happier for them both. I really like my mate's new girlfriend and we're now also getting to be close friends and the three of us are hanging out quite a lot. I'm starting to feel a little uncomfortable and maybe even guilty that my mate's girlfriend has no idea whatsoever that anything ever happened between us. Do I tell her and get it out there, risking two friendships, or do I just consign it to history and never mention it? Not sure how to move forward, all help appreciated.
0: Hmm. I think, okay, first and foremost, talk to the girl who you slept with, yeah, friend, and just 100%. say, like, do don't you want to communicate this to her? Like, is it yeah. weird? If we wanna keep this between us, fine. But I think it sounds like she secretly has feelings yes, for, the, for the girl. Yeah. I did because, not read because, that at all. Yeah. To, be, to be totally honest,
3: I've been in similar situations and it's like it's none it's none of your like her business. her business. Right. Yeah. It's none like, of her business. Because it's like you made a decision. If you were the person that she was dating, yeah, and and you got told midway through you becoming really good friends with these two people, oh, we've had sex. That's going to change the whole dynamic of your friendship. It's going to for a reason that is irrelevant because it's no one's cheated no one's done anything wrong mm-hmm. it's a totally normal situation
0: and seemingly she said they're platonic friends so yeah, no, yeah. But you no you i definitely heard
3: that as like i read between the lines but but also sorry if that's not the case apologies to you if that's not the case but I mean, we don't know I, I feel like maybe um she has feelings for the girl and therefore um can't get it out of her head
1: do you feel like you're reading that, that she has um, feelings for her mate because she feels compelled to yeah. tell the new girlfriend? Yeah. Right? I don't okay. think, I have yes.
3: a big guilt complex and I like feel weird about certain situations and I've definitely been in situations where, I actually to be fair, I have been in situations where I felt the need to be like, actually, I've been in situations where, I remember I, a, guy, a guy who I'd slept with a long time ago, who's a good friend of mine, like, I didn't feel the need to tell his girlfriend that we had slept together many, many years ago because I'm naturally a flirty person that nothing is ever going to happen between us again. Mm. And um, I, f- I feel like it would make me feel weird if mm-hmm. I knew.
1: Mm.
3: So it-, it just wasn't a non... It's it kind was of a a up non- to
2: him if he wants to, like,
1: disclose. Yeah, yeah. it's not
3: yeah. about your... Exactly. It's not, yeah. And also I feel like it's it's strange to be like, I'm going to go straight to the
0: girlfriend. Right, mm-hmm. because I think that, like we've all slept with people and we've made mistakes, right? And and then you can just kind of happily agree and be like, no, I... Like, clearly we're friends. Like, that'll never happen again. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's like... And then you chalk it and up And she's not to done just, anything wrong either. Exactly. Mm-hmm. She's done nothing wrong. So yeah. it feels like there's something that needs to be told without a reason. Like, unless yeah. that reason is is that she secretly has feelings, which she may not realize that she does. But I, I feel like there are feelings there. And... Yeah. And I don't think you should say anything because it's not relevant.
1: I agree. And I've been in not the same situation, definitely not the same situation, but a similar situation where something happened between me and somebody before I met somebody I was in a relationship with. And there was going to be a situation where we were all going to be together in a group. Mm. And I felt compelled to tell my girlfriend. I
3: think I would tell my girlfriend. I felt
1: compelled to tell her because I was we had a relationship which i thought at the time turned out not to be so but was very um open and we have Mm. a relationship of trust and we can tell each other everything and it's a safe space and like all of this basically i told her and it did not go well at all and i felt really really, was made to feel quite guilty actually and i was like
3: representation of what was wrong with
1: which is a whole (laughs) you're absolutely right and there was a lot wrong in that relationship
3: but also not you that's not on you that's on her own insecurities and like Mm. but because i equally i would tell because I it, it, I would if I was the if I had a girlfriend and I was like, Oh, just so you know, like or if they if they asked like, Oh, has there been something between you guys? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, Yes. Yeah. But it was like very
1: Yeah shortly. I mean So that well, I mean I think if we kind of change the, the question that came around to take a different lens on it, if you were hanging out with your mate and her new girlfriend um and you had slept with your mate before and the girlfriend doesn't know about it mm-hmm. but the three of you are genuinely becoming close friends yeah. would you feel a little niggle of this is a bit weird or maybe we should all be open and talk about it maybe but I maybe. think she shouldn't
3: I I think okay. I'm a very sort of I can be anxious about things like that and I totally understand her vibe but
0: I I think there is no need for her to be. Also, it's not her place. It's not her story to tell. I think it's the person's story to tell who's the one who's in the relationship with the new girl. Right. I agree with you. I think there's nothing to hide if you're in a healthy relationship. There's nothing to hide from that person. What are you
3: getting out of it? What are you getting? It's like, it's a bit like... If you, For example, if you went out on a night out and you made out with somebody when you're in a relationship. I like that you the word made out, by the way. Yeah, Thank love you. making out with yeah. people. Um, <laughs> it's like literally my favorite thing to do. Um, shout out to all the gals that I made out with <laughs> me. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'll be, I'm, a, I'm a guilt person. I feel really awful about things. But me going home and telling my partner I was really drunk to the point I was going to be sick and I snogged someone is only going to be horrible for them. Mm. and uh, there is I think there is this, there is something to be said for the idea of if you genuinely didn't like and that's something where it's genuinely wrong like you've cheated and I so I think there's the element of the only person you're benefiting is yourself mm-hmm. because you're relieving if it is guilt and it's not fancying her or right. having feelings for her if it is guilt then it's you're only alleviating your own guilt you're not actually making either of their lives any better
1: I I think that's mm. kind of wrapping it up actually is you're not necessarily going to make anyone's life any better no and you've one's done, done anything wrong. wrong. It's just a thing that happened in the past.
0: But she needs to speak to the other girl that she slept with in the past and tell her that a, I'm I'm feeling like I should say something, and B, why do you think that is?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're convinced, right? You're I convinced am convinced. Of all convinced at least, or at
3: least have a think about what it is you're feeling, and if 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 you are having these feelings, but you don't want to pursue it, then then don't bring it up because it might make the other girl feel like you have feelings.
0: Or maybe, yeah. Yeah, because if she if she yeah. realized she has
3: feelings, and then she's like, actually, I, I'm not interested in like, I'm really happy to be just friends because mm. we I've I've had feelings with people and then been like, oh, it's a friendship thing. And been mm. like, absolutely fine about that.
1: But yeah. what if just adding another layer onto it? And we don't know this for a fact, but what if their wider circle of friends knows that something happened between the two of them and the only person Ooh. that doesn't know is then the girlfriend. You need to talk to the possible. friend and yeah. you need
0: to say, I think you need to say something to the girl because I don't want it to be awkward in the future. OK, like. We're all friends here, and we're all going to be hanging out together. And I think that I would feel more comfortable if you just said, hey, we slept together once, but we're totally friends. Not a big deal. Like, by making it a big deal, it feels like you're trying to hide something. It becomes a big it thing. It becomes yeah. a big deal when big it doesn't secret. have to be a big deal. Yeah. Just squash it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that there's so much freedom in the truth. Like, as long as you're open about I'm something. Very, I, I'm very truthful. I agree. I feel like the more honest you are, the less problems there are. Mm-hmm. Because it's, Very you know, true.
1: Yeah. And... Yeah. Like, even if you do tell someone and it doesn't necessarily go well, then that's kind of painting a picture. There's maybe some trust issues or there's like other things that are going on. But yeah, I think freedom in the truth. I think just be honest. But don't you, listener in particular, be honest, talk to the person um talk to your mate who has the girlfriend don't her to, who
0: should be the one with the power not you yeah don't yeah. go to the girl directly that that definitely would that not. would be stepping on a ba- yeah uh, stepping over boundaries yeah definitely yeah, not sure.
1: and decide between you and your mate what the best course of action is it might be say something it might be say say nothing depending on the nuance of the situation i hope that's in some way helpful i feel like we've just said well it depends and if not that, just
0: email us and email us back let us know we'll do a,
1: we'll do another job um Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Harriet, for oh, joining you. us. It was an absolute pleasure. So much
0: fun having you here. Yeah. Thank you out. come I've back. Loved it. I will.
1: Please definitely do come back. And if people want to follow you slash stalk you on Instagram and Twitter, please you to find do. You. I love stalking um, and stalkers. Uh,
3: it's <laughs> I am Harriet Rose on everything: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, she, lol. Yeah, everything. She also
0: likes to make out. So. Yeah,
1: I making love out Making out is your favourite thing. <laughs> I love making out. Next time you DJ,
3: but coronavirus, though. I'm not gonna so finish that. Yeah. Um, oh, you're gonna come and try and make out with me. No, I was saying. gonna
1: encourage people to try and make out with you oh, when no, they're DJing, no, but that no, might has be, boundaries, to be boundaries.
3: Boundaries. I'm you know, I'm a, pro- I'm a professional. I'm
2: a professional. <laughs> let me make finish, her out. Let me finish my
3: DJ set.
1: Finish your DJ set and then you can make out with her. Amazing. Thanks, Harriet. <laughs> um this has been great fun. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks a lot. Thanks for coming. Thank you.
3: Bye. Bye
0: bye.